The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you, January 23rd, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you for tuning in on a rainy day in Portland. Good morning, Pat. I think my car Rain. temperature, uh, my garden temperature gauge said it was 50 degrees this morning coming up to work. It was kind of wild, but rain is going to disappear. It is going to be sunny this afternoon. I'm just telling you, it's going to be a beautiful day. I'm going to be out with the goats. I'm going to be content. (laughs) You and the goats outside (laughs) in the sun. And now I heard there was a little discussion going on here in the studio before the show. And you and Eric were talking about the fact that it looks like there could be a sunbreak this afternoon. Absolutely. I told you this yesterday. Okay. I told you it's coming. I'm ready. I've got the SPF 30 out and ready to go. (laughs) <laughs> I did notice that I was coming up Sylvan Hill this morning on 26. There is just the smallest trace of snow remaining on the roadside, but that's it. Well, what is it right down here at the bottom of the hill, though? There's this big sheet of ice still. What? Yeah. yeah I didn't right notice that. Right here on the sidewalk, oh. which is, is weird. There's something going on in that little spot. You I'm think not so? Sure. Maybe it's a portal to another icy don't, dimension or something. Don't go I walking don't on it. That's all. That would be my suggestion. Absolutely. No, it is a solid sheet of ice still. I noticed it this morning pulling in. It's just this one little section of the sidewalk there. Yeah. So there must be something going on there. So I'll be talking about this in the show a little bit later on, but uh, officials are reminding people don't go through deep water because you don't quite know what's underneath. As in the case in Vancouver, a family <laughs> in their SUV went through a puddle of water and turns out it was a sinkhole. That's wild. And the whole front of their car dropped into the sinkhole. I got an update for you on that. Uh, but speaking of cars, uh-huh. I have a God moment story oh, that I want tell. to share about. Okay, this is incredible. And I, I always laugh to myself thinking, you know, why am I not amazed? at God's work. And it happens all the time in subtle ways. So uh, my son, uh, son-in-law and daughter live in Ellensburg. My son-in-law is finishing school. I mean, the end is in sight. He will be done with his bachelor's of science degree in March. He has an offer to work for U.S. Forest Service out there. So they are on their way. But getting there has been a little bit tough. And they have had problems with their two vehicles for months and Uh months and months and one just won't start and they don't even know what to do about it the other one well they knew that the transmission needed to be replaced Uh it had been in a repair shop but it's been there for weeks and they hadn't heard from the repairman they didn't know how much or if it was going to happen my daughter was trying to she was trying to go with her co-workers to try to get a ride to work because she couldn't even get to work. That's how difficult it was. They were like, maybe we need to rent wow. a car. I mean, it was a lot. And, you know, again, with school and them trying to get on their feet, it, we've been praying for them. Uh-huh. So we gather every day, right, as a station here at noontime. We pray the Angelus and then we pray a memorare. We offer up our intentions. Sure. And I prayed. I, I said I gave thanks for my son-in-law for the job offer. Right. And I said, I'm going to pray for their vehicle situation. And, and we all prayed. Uh-huh. I went right upstairs after we prayed and gathered because we had our meeting. And I called Scott just to check in. And he said, I just heard from the kids. Their transmission was fixed. And they are going over to pick up their car right now. 
Whoa! Right now. They had no idea that the part had... They were waiting for like a refurbished or rebuilt part, and they were on a list. That's all they knew. Well, the part came in, the repairman put it in, and it sounds like he even put it in for them without really earning a lot of money for them. He really discounted knowing their situation, and they got a working car. Nice. Our Lady of the Highways comes through. I just was, and and I go, I I laughed. I told Scott, I'm like, (laughs) I just, not two minutes ago, was downstairs praying that their situation with their car be resolved. And then God's like, well, I've already got this. Almost as if, like, he goes, I knew you were going to pray for this, so I got it taken care of ahead of time. Ooh, now that gets, is, that gets into a, a theological can of worms right does there. Does it? Yeah. I think yeah. prayer, though, is eternal. God sure. already knows when you're going to pray and what you need, and and so it's kind of timeless Eric that and way. I had, had this discussion last Have you? week. Yeah, very got very deep, very deep, and, and my, my little pea brain just couldn't quite hold it all in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're fortunate it's that amazing. Eric is... It is truly amazing. Yeah, yeah, so I was just all praise to God wow. this morning. We're just so very happy for them now. Uh, so we just gonna, you know, one step at a time. And the funny thing, too, is because later on, also in the show, I'm going to talk about going through crisis and why it's actually kind of important that we have crisis and suffering. So I'm going to explain to you why that happens also, what else you got coming up today? Well, we got uh, a lot of things going on around the area, and <laughs> it's starting to get a little ripe. Uh, I noticed as I took my garbage out this morning, uh, oh. there, there was a bit of an odor uh, yes. <laughs> with my neighbors and everything. So we've, we've got an update on the trash situation here in Portland. Uh, it, it, relief is in sight, thank goodness, uh, uh, because uh, we need it, especially on my block. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. We and- all lost our food. So that's, you know, everybody's yes. throwing out all their old food. Yeah. And it, it is. The dogs are, are, are content. They're wondering, <laughs> is somebody hey, serving a so It's like a smorgasbord around <laughs> don't, here. Don't eat it. Don't yeah, eat no, it. no, no. Same thing in Clark County. We didn't get any trash pickup. Ours, we've got a few extra barrels out this morning. So thank but, you to our, our uh, sanitation yes. managers. Oh, my goodness. But thank the, you very much they're for They're going to get to you. I promise. And we've got an update on that. <laughs> so we do have a great show ahead for you on this Tuesday morning. We're going to start things now with the Vigil Project and Hosanna. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Free and breaking the chains of the world. We 
Lift our hands in praise Every heart proclaims Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord Hosanna In the audience Hosanna In the souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Hosanna! That is the Vigil Project. 7-Eleven, it's the Morning Blend with Brenda Pat and Eric. And coming up, our good friend Sister Krista is going to join us from CYO Camp Howard. Believe it or not, they're getting ready for summer camp. Kind of, kind of hard to believe that here in the middle of January, but they are, and we'll find out all about summer camp at Camp Howard with Sister Krista after we check that warming weather forecast next at Mater Day Radio. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support from Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie. Located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood, the Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily. Open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. Have any resolutions for the new year? Why not make 2024 the year you grow even closer to Christ with Matre Radio's Hail Mary Media app? We have all the tools you need to ace that goal, including an ever-growing library of audio, video, and text prayers. You can even set a customized schedule of your personal prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you stream the live broadcast of Matre Radio and access a variety of podcasts like Bible in a Year and Catechism in a Year with Father Mike Smits. Plus, you can plug into the most thorough listing of exciting local events on our interactive community calendar that integrates right into your car's mapping program. Make a firm resolution to download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to MatradayRadio.com and follow the instructions. Make 2024 your year to grow closer to Jesus with the Hail Mary Media app from Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Ah, <laughs> there you go. 714 here at Modern Day Radio. High of 50 and a low of 43 today. It's going to be mild and wet, but as the afternoon comes around, we've got sun breaking through. Love it. And, what? And then the next time we're going to see sun is the weekend. But until then, a little <laughs> bit more rain. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be watching for it for sure. Currently, it is 45 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. And they're waiting on the sunshine at Holy Rosary Church in Priory, where it's 46 degrees in Portland. It's faith in action. Time to check in with the Catholic Youth Organization. While it might be cold, rainy, even a little snowy where you might be, would you believe now is the time to start thinking about warm summer days, especially warm summer days if you want your child or your family enrolled at a great summer camp at Camp Howard. Joining us this morning to let us know about how we can dream of warm summer days, it is our good friend, Sister Krista Von Borsel. Good morning, Sister Krista. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Brenda. I'm excited. Thank you. Uh, we're excited to have you on. This is our first opportunity to talk in this new year. Sister Krista, how was your celebration of Christmas and also a, a New Year's celebration? Oh, it was wonderful. My highlight was going down to California for a wonderful wedding So uh, after the holidays, but it, it was just fantastic. I mean, I love Christmas. It's one of my favorite um, times of the year, so... Oh, it was cool. yeah, for sure. And what a wonderful way to ring in the new year is with a uh, a new oh. union, for sure. I know. It was great. 
So, sister, while we are looking out the window here at Mater Day Radio, we can see a little bit of snow on the ground. But for you there at CYO Camp Howard, you're already thinking about warm summer days. According to what I have been given, well, registration already open for summer camp. Tell us what you have in store. That's right. You know, um, Brenda, we are working on camp year-round. As soon as camp is over one year, we just, you know, we finish up our rentals um, and then we just spend the year getting ready for the next year because it does take a lot of a lot of work to turn things around, get all the get all the the web changed around, get um, all the supplies that we need. Think about what kind of activities we're going to operate, and you know, since COVID, we really haven't been doing any specialty camps. But this year, we're going to bring back survival camp that Mark Lee runs. Mark is our swim director and he does a fabulous job with uh, a little survival camp that he started many years ago. So we're going to bring that, that back this year. That'll be our first, uh, first um, specialty camp that we've done since COVID. So I'm excited about getting things back to being a little bit more normal. I so, Sister, I have a question. This is Pat Ryan about survival camp. What are the details of that? You, you piqued my curiosity here. <laughs> well, Mark teaches the kids various things like, um, you know, how to, how to look at plants, which what kind of plants might be a food source for people. He teaches them uh, all kinds of knots that they can make, how to build a place to make a a place that you might want to sleep, you know, out in the wilderness. Uh, you know, he just does all kinds of things that gives them a an insight into how to survive outdoors if, you know, they're in a, some kind of a, you know, different situation. So he, he gives them the tools that they need and teaches them, you know, the various things about survival. So... Wow. I think you and I need to take that. <laughs> yeah, I think that I have a lot of survival skills just working here at Mater Day Radio. Sometimes it's a bit of a jungle around here trying to survive with all of you people. Sister Krista joining us this morning if you are just tuning in. Hey While now. it is cold out, it is time to think about summer camp. Sister Krista joining us today to let us know about what returning programs they've got and some new things coming up. Above all, sister, what people pack for when they're getting ready for summer camp, they are ready for a lot of fun, camping, water sports, things like that. But it's always important for kids and families to remember to bring God along with them. Above all, Camp Howard is a way to have fun, enjoy God's creation, and deepen your faith, too. Tell our listeners and remind them how incredible this program is, that it's just really inspirational that help them learn more about God and well, their own Catholic teachings. You know, we really work hard to make to intentionally make sure that whatever we're doing, you know, we do it for a reason, and, and we do it for you know, to glorify God, and, you know, the, the planning that goes into our, to our arts and crafts, for example, um, there, are, there are projects that we do, like uh, there's a beaded bracelet that we put together that, you know, has Christian symbols in it, and um, 
you know, everything we do, we try to, we try to have a reason, a way that we can glorify God through it or talk about that, talk about God and uh, intentionally make sure that our summer is, you know, it's not like you're going to be in church. I don't want to give you that impression, but it, you know, it is an opportunity for us to, you know, to really have God with us and be present and make sure that we are special because we are a Catholic camp and we want the kids, while the camp was uh, started to be a place for kids from all walks of life to come and just have a, a recreational fun week, that is, that is that continues to be our goal. But in doing that, we want to make sure that we keep Christ in front of everybody, counselors, kids, and you know, the adult staff and, and everyone. So no. it is an intentional project that we put together, and we try to balance all of those things and just make it a lot of fun for the kids. Well, part of what makes it so much fun for the kids is also this incredible staff that you have guiding them in every direction. And there are some openings for people who are interested in maybe joining camp and helping out this incredible program. Sister Krista, tell our listeners a little bit about what employment requirements you have and what is available. Well, first of all, I'd like you to know that we do have a new camp director. We, we just uh, hired Bob Jacquees last week to be our camp director, and I'm very excited awesome. about it. Bob is, uh, as you know, worked for the Catholic Sentinel for many years, and we're very excited to welcome him onto the CYO staff. And, you know, he's he's been a fellow that's been to camp and worked with us, and his daughter's come to camp many years. So I, he's going to be joining the staff February 1st. So that's very exciting. Um, but we have all kinds of roles that need to be filled. And this is really, you know, an opportunity for young people to get a lot of leadership skills. We generally start out, uh, the kids generally start out as a counselor. We need a lot of counselors for the summer. So uh, the counselors uh, keep track of the kids throughout the day and evening. Then we have unit directors. We have five units up at the camp. So we have directors that oversee um, all of the counselors in each particular cabin in their, in their unit. So unit directors are generally have a little more um, time at the camp than the counselors because they have to really kind of understand how things work. Then we have uh, program directors we have all kinds of activities that need to have people in charge of them so we have things like laser tags uh lifeguards arts and crafts director uh several different positions like that that uh that we need people to operate for us so there's just a variety of things uh to have fun at and really you know enjoy the summer enjoy one another, make new friends, and at the same time, be helping kids make great memories, and yourself as well. I mean, some, mm -hmm. I, I spend the summer at the camp, and I love it. It's just such a fun place to be, and I really enjoy the outdoors and just being with the kids and watching them, and I oh. can't imagine a better place to be than up at Camp Howard in the summertime.
Well, you just have me dreaming about warm summer days running around out there at Camp Howard. Sounds like it's going to be a great time for all of you, your staff. Sister Krista, thank you so much for joining us today. And for those listening, I'll be sure to add a link to Camp Howard on the podcast of this interview. So that way you can find out all the information about registration and also opportunities for camp staff. Sister Krista, well, God bless you. Happy New Year. And we look forward to warm summer days. Thanks for joining us. Brenda, Pat, and Eric. Great to talk to you. God bless you, sister. Bye-bye. 724 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And uh, we have got an incredible resource for all of our listeners. It is Mater Day Radio's prayer hotline. We've been talking about the power of prayer this morning, and we want to put it to work for you. Our prayer warriors are standing by. No request is too big. No request is too small. Just drop that to us. It's very easy. Go online, materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app, and click the pray button. You can put your intention in and we'll start praying right away for you. It's what we do and what we do best here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. 726 at Mater Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda, Pat, and Eric. And just ahead, relief in sight for the trash in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> and if you feel like you are suffering and going through a crisis right now, I'm going to talk to you about why that's important and why you've got a very important decision to make while you go through this crisis. Mm. I'll talk more about that coming up in news. Here is Tasha Layton, Love Lifting Me. And we are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That is Tasha Layton, and your love has lifted me. 7.30, onward through the fog at Matra Day Radio. In your news this morning, a first-of-its-kind report from the U.S. Bishops' Conference spotlights religious freedom concerns nationwide with a particular concern for attacks on houses of worship, as well as efforts by federal agencies to impose abortion and gender-related requirements. The 48-page report published last week also highlights the legislative threats to Catholic ministries that serve migrants and the suppression of religious speech upholding marriage and sexual difference. That has become more commonplace in recent years. Bishop Kevin Rhodes of Fort Wayne, South Bend, who leads the USCCB Committee for Religious Liberty that compiled the report, said in a statement that Catholics have a vital role to play in defending religious freedom and promoting the common good. 
at the top of the report's list of the five largest threats to religious liberty in 2024 is attacks on houses of worship. The report highlights the possibility of attacks on synagogues and mosques as the Israel-Hamas conflict continues, as well as attacks on Catholic facilities by both left and right-wing extremists, which the report warns could continue or even become worse as the 2024 election gets closer. Journalists accredited to the Holy See Press Office met with Pope Francis in a private audience at the Vatican's Apostolic Palace yesterday. The Holy Father thanked the Vatican Press Corps for reporting on scandals in the church with delicacy in a media environment that he said often distorts religious news. Colm Flynn of EWTN News has more on the gathering. Pope Francis held a private audience with around 150 journalists who cover the Vatican. These reporters work for TV networks and radio stations and newspapers from all over the globe. Love humanity, learn humility. That's what Pope Francis told these journalists, myself included. The Pope emphasized the importance of truth and responsible reporting when covering the Vatican. And he warned against what he called the fragile sands of gossip and ideological interpretations. The papal audience took place in conjunction with tomorrow's feast of St. Francis de Sales, who is the patron saint of journalists. A sinkhole that developed over the weekend at an intersection of Washington Street and West 30th Street in Vancouver has been filled with compacted gravel, making the area safe for travelers. The temporary street repair will be in place until paving to repair the street surface fully can be completed this spring with a more favorable weather conditions they say now city of vancouver public works crews responded to a water main leak at the intersection during the early morning on saturday an eight inch water main line broke and washed material away supporting the street causing the existing asphalt to fail this created a sinkhole in the street about four feet deep 12 feet long and 10 feet wide. A four-door SUV fell into the hole, submerging the vehicle's front half. The occupants were able to get out of the vehicle safely, and personnel from Vancouver Fire and the Public Works Department arrived quickly to attend to the vehicle occupants and close the intersection to traffic. Water service was also shut off to nearby properties as crews worked to repair the leak. Drivers are cautioned to avoid traveling through large puddles or high or moving water. Sinkholes are possible. Not really common, though, they say. So just uh, watch out. You don't know what lurks under the water. After a week of weather delays, trash collection companies are working to remove the garbage, which is piling up all around Portland, the city said. Repeated delays caused by icy roads after Portland received multiple rounds of freezing rain last week. Residents with unemptied bins are asked to leave their trash on the curb as the companies catch up on their missed pickups. Otherwise, cans should be left out during regular collection days. Garbage collection is the main priority this week, the city said. Recycling pickup will be become the next priority once companies have removed the garbage and then compost pickup may be delayed until next week as companies focus on the trash and recycling as i said i took out my garbage this morning and it was yeah. it was uh, very uh, malodorous. We'll just say okay, that. Okay, <laughs> we'll say that. Okay. Now we have our our garbage bin is filled, and then we had to go into a secondary. So our people are able to put everything out. I presume to get it all 
picked up today. It didn't look like anything was stopping my neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) Be ready. Well, during the week of prayer for Christian unity, bishops from the Anglican and Roman Catholic traditions are gathering for Growing Together, a week-long summit of ecumenical discussion and pilgrimage to be held in Rome and Canterbury. The bishops will arrive in prayer in pairs, Anglican and Catholics, representing various countries around the world. More than 50 bishops from 27 countries are going to participate. As they visit sacred sites in Rome and Canterbury, the bishops will pray, reflect, and learn from each other. The goal is to discuss ways to grow together in witness and mission in the world. A visit to St. Peter's Basilica takes place today and then again on Friday. In sports, it looks like former Seattle Seahawks offensive coordinator Shane Waldron is headed to the Windy City to coach for the Chicago Bears, according to a report from the NFL Network. Waldron, the Seahawks offensive coordinator since 2021 and a former LaSalle High School star, wasn't likely to return after team owner Jody Allen announced two weeks ago that Pete Carroll wouldn't be back as the head coach in 2024. Waldron will replace Luke Getze, who was fired after two seasons in Chicago. Waldron was the architect of the Seahawks offense that finished ninth in scoring and 13th in offense in 2022, fell off a little bit in 2023. He's also credited with helping to revive quarterback Geno Smith's career. This morning, Colin Murphy at Alatea asks, when was the last time you had a crisis? If you're having a hard time remembering one, you may not be alone. Crisis, spiritual, relational, or otherwise, are discouraged in our materialistic, comfort-crazed society because they force us to question the meaning of things, to imagine new possibilities for ourselves, to receive authentic love, and to finally take a decisive action. Well, in his recent book, Confessions of a Catholic Worker, Dr. Larry Schapp argues that Each person must face a moment of existential crisis that imposes upon us a choice, one for or against God. Chap says that this choice does not allow for neutral posture. But unfortunately, many of us are so insulated from crises moments that we never have to make that choice or any subsequent choice about what living for God might mean in our own lives. However, if we open ourselves fully to life's difficult situations, we can experience the freedom that comes from choosing to follow God's voice. Just reading that reminds me of scripture where it says, you know, in this world, you're going to suffer, but I've conquered the world. So we have got to rely on God, especially in the crisis and suffering times. And uh, that way we put our, our lives fully in the hands of God. Well, Father Jean Ricardo just the other day was talking about that very thing. And he said that uh, the only way we can make muscles grow is through stress. Oh, you think about that. That's the only way you can get a muscle to grow. You can't relax it into into strength you have to stress it to get it to strength so so much emphasis too was placed on especially when i was raising the kids at home when they were little of that helicopter parenting where Ah. you just kind of create these bumpers around your kids so that way they they never experience what it's like to really kind of fall down or forget and having to live with the consequences of their decisions parents are always there to make sure it's all okay it's okay well sometimes yeah they're going to have to experience that crisis for themselves. Little ones when they're little, so that way when they're bigger, well, they're ready to handle the difficult things. You can't bubble wrap life. 
It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Tomorrow at Holy Rosary Parish, drinks with Dominicans. Join Father Brian in the fireplace room of Aquinas Hall for a talk on Epiphany. For these and more events in our Catholic community, head on over to MadreDayRadio.com, and you can find the community calendar on the Hail Mary Media app. And coming up, well, it's getting to be tax time, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, finances for the new year, new goals, a lot of financial things going on in January. And Ashley Mishike will be here with Brenda to tell us how we can get ready for those financial challenges after we check your warming and foggy weather forecast next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, in praying the Our Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. To learn more about discerning your vocation, please visit archdpdxvocations.org. That's archdpdxvocations.org. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 742 here at Mater Day Radio. It is foggy up here at the studio, but it should get sunny as the day goes on. High of 50 and low of 43 today with rain for the rest of the week, but it's going to be sunny this afternoon. You know it is. Uh, okay. I see a sun break in my weather forecast. I wouldn't exactly call that a sunny afternoon, so 
We'll uh, we'll have to check in tomorrow and see who was right for sure. Are you a glass half full or half empty kind of gal? Oh, well, I'll go ha- glass half empty if I'm the one that consumed <laughs> the first half of the glass. That's for sure. Currently, it is 45 degrees at the Madeline here in Portland. Well, we got fog outside our window, but uh, just clouds in Eugene at St. Paul Catholic Church and School, and it's 45 degrees. Many of us take the new year as a time to tackle some important projects around the house. You might be thinking of sprucing up some areas or maybe even some bigger plans. But don't forget to also make sure that your financial plan is still on track. Make any necessary changes to your estate plan or will. Joining me today to tell us about some of those life events that you need to be ready for, it is our good friend Ashley Mishike. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors. Good morning, Ashley. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Brenda. Thank you for having me. Ashley, every day you record a podcast with some important things and little tips that you want people to remember financially. And your most recent couple of podcasts have been talking about this. Some of these triggers, as you call them, that would want to get you to make some changes or require you to make some changes to your estate plan. And one of the ones that you talked about, and they all actually do kind of go together a little bit, um, it's a divorce or a new marriage. And unfortunately, all too often, we hear about divorces in even within our church. And that is an important aspect, even a, a new marriage, some things to consider for your estate plan. Yes, exactly. So I think when people set up their estate plan, maybe they uh, set it up for the first time or just get a simple will. You know, a lot of people do that when they're younger, maybe first get married, start having kids. And then, you know, 10, 20, 30 years goes by, and that hasn't been updated. And then we have life's inevitable changes, like the two the two big ones, the two big triggering events that should prompt you to look at your estate plan would be the two those two Ds, which are death and divorce. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of people, you know, um, if you have a, the death of a spouse, but even a child or another beneficiary, I mean, most people, uh, it does prompt them to make some changes and updates, but a lot of people forget about things like, you know, if, if somebody else dies other than your spouse. And so it's just a very difficult time in general, but it's very important that you update your estate plan with, when any of those people passes away. Um, because otherwise it creates some confusion and frustration. It may not be clear what you wanted or intended, and you could inadvertently cut out other loved ones from your estate if you don't make those changes each time someone passes. Ashley, one of those things that goes along with death, especially if it is a family member, is sometimes that death does come along with an inheritance, right? And that's an important thing to recognize because that could really change the plan. Exactly. Yeah. And actually, that's another large triggering event would be if you received an inheritance. So, you know, you, you if you have a sudden increase in wealth, that should prompt you to update your estate plan. And most of the time, uh, uh, an inheritance isn't just going to come to you as, as, you know, a cash deposit in your bank account. Mm-hmm. It comes in the form of property. There may be, you know, other accounts like an inherited IRA. So these all add complexity and it it, it it should prompt somebody to revisit their estate plan, make those updates, make sure that their new assets and these new complexities that they have are covered with their existing estate plan. And if it's not, then things should be updated. 
So, Ashley, then what happens if there is a death or, unfortunately, maybe a divorce, an inheritance is received? And then if it's for a person who maybe later in their life remarries and now there might be some a larger family, maybe stepchildren. How how does one kind of navigate what happens to that inheritance if there's maybe my kids and your kids kind of a, a situation? Yeah, very good question. So yeah, this is especially important if you have a blended family and children who maybe aren't related to your new spouse, they might have kids. And so uh, I come across this all the time in working with clients is that you want to think through the decision tree. So if something happens to you, you know, who inherits those assets? Do they go to your spouse? Well, if that happens, then what's going to happen when your spouse dies? Do those assets then go back to your kids? Do they get split? So you can see how people can easily be Mm -hmm. inadvertently cut out. And so when you have a blended family, if you get remarried, that that really is so important to ensure that all your loved ones are taken care of. Because, you know, the ultimate goal of estate planning is to, you know, make sure that your your loved ones, your family, your your children, spouse, et cetera, you want to take care of them and, uh, you know, provide for them in accordance with your wishes with the least amount of tax burden as possible. I think most people, if they were to summarize why they do estate planning, that's what they're trying to accomplish. And so it's so critical to evaluate and review and update periodically an estate plan because with enough passage of time, with enough of life, life event happen, events happening, you can easily uh, veer off of that path. Ashley Mishike is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors joining us today to help you get your estate plan looked at and updated if that's one of your goals for 2024. Now, kids are always an important part of any person's plan. I think about my own children and I feel like, oh, well, I can, you know, four kids, we'll just split it four ways. But sometimes that's not always the case. And the needs and maybe even life situation of those children may warrant you to uh, maybe approach things a little differently. Maybe sometimes the executor has to change because the life, again, circumstances of your kids has changed. What are some of those things that parents need to be aware of if their children are somehow involved either in the inheritance or as the executor? I'm really glad you brought that up, Brenda, because this is one of the major challenges that I deal with is that sometimes you have an adult child. We were talking about this earlier. I have four children. They're all young. My oldest is nine, but you have four children and- You know, uh, not all of our kids are, you know, going to turn out and, uh, you know, be uh, responsible adults and be able to handle an inheritance. So some of us may have children for whom an inheritance would be their total undoing, like if they have an addiction, if they have some mental health issues, um, maybe they just have other life struggles. And so it's important, although it's difficult for parents to think through these challenges, and how can we, you can use estate planning as a tool to not, to make sure that they don't have access to a large sum of money if that's not going to be good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing with an executor or a personal representative is 
the executors or, uh, uh, you know, a personal representative is someone who is going to end up implementing your estate plan and those wishes, and they often determine how successful that whole process is. And so I find that a lot of people, when they're setting up a will or a trust, they don't really give that a lot of thought. They just say, oh, I'm going to give it to my oldest child or, you know, my brother can do this for me. But um, maybe the person you named originally in your trust or will many years ago, they could be maybe too old, maybe they're sick, maybe they're, you know, not able to manage that process, maybe they moved out of state. So there could be all kinds of circumstances that make it impractical for that executor or the personal representative to carry out those instructions in your estate plan. And so there are there are situations like that where you just want to carefully reconsider either beneficiaries or executors or personal representatives, these people that I've named, if things go according to the plan that's currently in place, is how is that going to work out? Is that going to go well for them or for everybody else? And I know it's hard, especially when you have children who have addiction or, mm-hmm. or some of those types of issues, but... Um, you know, you you as parents, we don't want to do more damage to them, and sometimes we can do a lot more damage to them by giving them, you know, a large sum of money and free access to do what they want with that. Right. Oh, Ashley, and for sure, always put these things to prayer as you are making that plan. Ask God for His guidance, and well, do the best that you can. That's that's the only thing we can do. And Ashley, then just before we go, if a person realizes, okay, I do fall into one of these categories, I do need to make some changes. What do you, what do they need to do to make sure their decisions are known and they're followed through? Yeah, great question. Well, the first step would be to gather all of those estate documents, wills, trusts, uh, beneficiaries, even health care directives. And uh, if it's been many years or you you realize that you need to update your estate plan, then you want to talk to an attorney, an estate planning attorney who can help you with that. And, you know, the good ones will go through everything that you have in place, talk with you about your goals and your wishes, and put something in place, an update in place that meets that, along with incorporating all the tax changes. You know, we didn't talk about that, but there are tax changes that happen periodically, and, you know, incorporating all of those new changes to the tax law that might impact the estate plan as well is very important, and a good attorney can do that. Excellent. All right. So I've got all of this information. It's great to know. And hopefully for our listeners, they've learned a thing or two and are ready to take these on. Ashley, again, I appreciate all of your time today. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Brenda. 754 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And you can leave a legacy of faith behind from your estate plan. If you're getting into estate planning, make sure you include Mater Day Radio in those plans. It's why we've been around for 34 years, because so many people have done that and taken care of us. And if you'd like to find out how you can do that, just go online to materdayradio.com. Look for the ways to give. We've got all the information on estate planning here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Broadcasting the fullness of truth. This is Mater Day Radio. KBV in Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF Eugene and streaming at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. My name is Will Detheridge. I grew up going to St. Juan Diego and Holy Trinity in Portland, and I'm a young entrepreneur. My company, Catholics for Hire, helps bring the church into the digital world. Inspired by Blessed Carlo Acutis, Catholics for Hire creates websites, videos, podcasts, and other digital resources to help you evangelize. We also produce print media, such as bulletins, manage social media, and assist with online advertising. Our mission is to get parishes, nonprofits, and even businesses connected to talented young Catholic professionals across the country. If you're looking for a new website, a podcast producer, a newsletter redesign, or more, check out our website at catholicsforhire.com. We ask you to join us in asking our patron to pray for the new evangelization across digital media. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 757 at Mater Day Radio, The Morning Blend with Brenda, Pat, and Eric, and it was an adventure, kind of a wild scene in North Portland and into Vancouver yesterday afternoon. We'll tell you more about what happened next. All right, and we're recovering here at the station from this big storm, and many kids are back in school, and seems to be like things are going along well, but there are a few schools in the Portland Public Schools District not going to open till the middle of February because of the issues they're having. Some parents are really concerned about what's going to happen for their kids and their education. So we're going to be talking a little bit more about that coming up in news right after Saint of the Day. This is Saint of the Day for January 23rd from the Franciscans and St. Anthony Messenger Press. Today, we celebrate Servant of God Juan de Padilla. The state of Kansas hardly seems the likely site of martyrdom, but it was just that for Juan de Padilla, who lost his life in 1542 in a part of the New World that had been discovered half a century before. Born in southern Spain in 1492, Juan became a Franciscan. In 1526, he left for Mexico, where he worked as a missionary and founded Franciscan friaries. In 1540, he was part of Coronado's expedition to Mexico. The next year, he was part of the expedition to Kansas. After Coronado and the other explorers returned to Mexico, Father Juan stayed behind to continue his work among the Quivira Indians. 
On his way to visit another tribe, enemies of the Quiveras, Father Juan was killed. He was the first Franciscan and the first priest martyred on what became U.S. soil. How can people put themselves at risk for the gospel? Juan de Padilla was motivated more by a desire to spread the gospel than by fear for his own life. He reminds us that we do not have much choice about how we will die. However, we have a lot of choice about how we live. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, franciscanradio.org. From the Franciscans and St. Anthony Messenger Press, this is Saint of the Day. And that is your Saint of the Day for today, January 23rd. And remember, you can uh, find more details about the lives of the saints by going to Mater Day Radio. You can also access so much great information on the Hail Mary media app. It's 8 o'clock now. A woman was arrested yesterday afternoon for allegedly stealing a car with two children inside, according to the Portland Police Bureau. Authorities responded to the 6800 block of North Interstate Avenue around 245 yesterday after receiving a report. According to authorities, the children, ages 9 and 11, jumped out of the vehicle while it was at a stoplight near Northwest 15th Avenue and Northwest Gleason Street. The kids were able to flag down a passing driver who called 911 and allowed the children to be reunited with their family, according to officials. The suspect vehicle was spotted a short time later by police in North Portland, and a chase ensued on I-5 North into Washington. The vehicle was finally stopped just south of Northeast 134th Street at the exit on I-5, and the suspect was taken into custody. Oh, my goodness. How frightening. What a smart thinking of these kids to be able to get themselves out of that vehicle and into safety. Yeah, so. their dad just ran into the store for a minute, left the car running, and somebody jumped in and, and stole it oh. with the kids inside. Oh, that's terrible. Well, seven people were taken to area hospital Sunday after a Portland woman crashed into two pickups that were waiting at lane closures to make road repairs on Interstate I-5 near the Clark County Fairgrounds. A Chevy Impala driven by Yupanda Futong of Portland drifted into the right shoulder, crashed into a Chevy Silverado that was stopped on the right shoulder. The Silverado then struck a Ford F-250, according to State Patrol. The driver of the Silverado and two passengers were taken to local hospitals for their injuries, and the driver of the Ford and his two passengers were also taken to the hospital. Fontung was taken to Peace Health Southwest Medical Center for injuries and investigators referred charges of DUI and vehicular assault. The crash memo states drugs or alcohol were factors in that accident. After meeting with Vietnamese officials last Thursday, a top Vatican diplomat now says he will travel to Vietnam this spring as the two countries continue to make significant strides toward rapprochement and that a papal trip is likely a possibility at some point in the future. A delegation representing the Communist Party of Vietnam visited the Vatican, holding private meetings with Pope Francis last week. Vatican Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Perlin and the Vatican Secretary for Relations with States British Archbishop Paul Gallagher were also in on the meetings. Archbishop Gallagher said he will visit Vietnam in April and that Perlin will likely visit later this year and then we'll take it from there. The Vatican and Vietnam have had no formal diplomatic ties since 1975 when the last Vatican envoy was expelled from the country after the communists took control of South Vietnam. 
Ever since, the relationship between Rome and Hanoi has been seen as a bellwether for the Vatican's approach to China. Many students of Portland Public Schools returned to the classroom Monday after missing four days last week due to bad weather. Remember, Monday was a holiday for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. But students at five schools were still unable to attend classes due to damage in the building. And two of the five schools will remain closed until mid-February. On Monday evening, PPS announced the extended closure of two Southwest Portland schools, Robert Gray Middle School and Markham Elementary, in a letter sent to parents. The letter stated that unlike other schools, busted pipes and flooding is consistent throughout the building and not isolated to one or two rooms. The district acknowledges that although there is no current complete plan for these repairs, they plan to keep parents and the community informed regarding their progress. And President Joe Biden administration on Monday announced new plans to increase access to surgical abortion, chemical abortion and contraceptives with the move coming on the 51st anniversary of the Supreme Court's now defunct Roe versus Wade ruling. The new HHS action includes training healthcare workers and educating patients about federal requirements in the Emergency Medical Treatment and Labor Act and easing the process for filing complaints against hospitals under that law. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court has agreed to hear a case filed by pro-life medical groups that challenged the Food and Drug Administration's approval of the abortion drug Mifeprazone and its subsequent deregulation of the drug. In sports, it was heartbreak on the bluff last night. Macy Burnham notched a double-double with 17 points and 14 rebounds, but the Portland Pilots fell 73-67 to the St. Mary's Gales in overtime at the Child Center last night. The Pilots had four players scoring double figures, led by Burnham with her 17. Kennedy Dickey added 15 points and eight rebounds. Emmy Shearer had 14 points, and Lucy Cochran added 10. Next up, the pilots try to get back on the winning track, taking on a trip to Southern California with road games against San Diego and Pepperdine. They'll start with the waves of Pepperdine Thursday night at 6 o'clock for the tip. It's an incredible opportunity to be able to attend church that you've known well all your life. Not only do you get to know the parishioners, you can appreciate the feeling of home when every nook and cranny is so familiar to you. It's therefore incredible to imagine being able to go to the church where you were baptized a century ago, maybe. Yet that is the privilege of Michael Coigne, who was able to go to his baptismal church on his 107th birthday. 107th birthday. It was on January 14th. Now, this bachelor from (laughs) County Roscommon was baptized at the Church of the Sacred Heart in Castlerea, Ireland. And that's where he headed to celebrate these very advancing years. And in true style, after Mass, he headed to the bar to have a pint of Guinness (laughs) and a good meal, they said. The centurion ensures he goes to Mass every Sunday, and he also attends services every other day. Now, Michael's cared for by his nephew, who shared how his uncle enjoys joining his family for meals in a restaurant. However, it was his godson, Austin, who shared a little insight as to how Michael has reached the ripe age of 107. He said he's a very fit man, 
never smoke, and always worked hard. But I think his secret is that he's a bachelor. <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe that uh, pint of Guinness helps out too a little bit from time to time. It kind of greases things up inside. That's right. But a regular, yeah. even at 107, he goes to mass weekly on Sundays, plus a couple extra services throughout the week. I think that's the key right there. At the parish where he was baptized. Wow. Have you even been back? To, have you been back to the parish where you were baptized? Well, it, uh, no, I have not. Uh, have not. I, I, I not since I was baptized. I'm sure I went back as a child, but no, I have no recollection of of ever having been back been there because it's out of state. It's over yeah. in Indiana. So, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So not even in Texas. Not where... even in Texas. No. So I was baptized at St. Mary's Church in Escondido, California. I went to grade school there. Oh. So so first through eighth grade, and it's still there. So I actually could go there if I visited my family. It's just that. Our family parish is just a block away, Resurrection, where uh, we were, our family was like founding members. They split off when I was little. I think they went to the local elementary school to form the parish and they're on Sundays. And then now they've got the church building there. So that was our home parish. But yeah, right there. My mom and dad still go there 50 years later. There is something so powerful about that continuity. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just what a tradition. Wow. It's the beauty of our Catholic faith. It is indeed. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, this Friday and Saturday, the Men's Retreat, St. Joseph Model of Catholic Masculinity, is going on at Holy Redeemer Parish in Vancouver. All Catholic men age 18 and older are invited to talks by Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Mark McKenzie, and... Deacon Scott Aiken. I know that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Friday's activities begin with a dinner and a talk, followed by four more talks, mass, and a rosary on Saturday. Register on the Archdiocese of Seattle website. That's going to be a good one. I think that's going to be a wonderful event. The deacons are on tap to talk about St. Joseph. How could you go wrong? Well, speaking of wonderful, we have got a wonderful priest, Father Ralph Recker at St. Mary's in Mount Angel. He has our homily highlight, and we'll hear from Father Ralph coming up next after we check that improving weather forecast at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. 
support for Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. Matraday Radio's prayer team is renewing our commitment to pray for you throughout 2024. It may be a leap year, but we won't skip any opportunity to strengthen your spiritual life, including our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of Christ and Our Lady in the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic reflections that will truly inspire you. Our dedicated team also prays for your personal request on Matre Day Radio's prayer hotline. These powerful intercessors are waiting to hear from you now at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or you can send them your intentions through matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. We're ready to leap into action and fill up 2024 with prayer and thanksgiving at Matre Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 812 here at Matre Day Radio. Can't quite see the sun yet, still a little foggy. We've got a high of 50 and a low of 43 today, but I promise you, you'll see a little bit of sun in the afternoon before another pacific front comes in and makes it wet until the rest of the weekend you should not be writing you should not be writing checks that are gonna (laughs) bounce there i'm not too sure about that currently though it is 47 degrees at immaculate heart of mary catholic church up in kelso and 45 right across from the glockenspiel at saint mary's in mount angel need a recap of sunday's readings it's time for homily highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight and gospel reading by Father Ralph Recker. He's the pastor at beautiful St. Mary's Church in beautiful Mount Angel, Oregon. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in a boat mending their nets. Then he called them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat, along with the hired men, and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord.
Today we hear in the gospel the familiar story of Jesus calling his first disciples, Simon and his brother Andrew, James and his brother John. These men were fishermen, the sons of fishermen. But then Jesus called them. They immediately dropped their nets, got out of their boat, and became disciples, soon to be apostles of Jesus. They were changed forever. They could never go back. That's sort of what happened when we were conceived. After fertilization, an embryo was changed. We could not go back. Development had begun. Jonah warned the people of Nineveh that 40 days more and it would be destroyed. It's interesting that that is about the exact amount of time that an embryo can be destroyed in every state. But after six weeks, they are safe, or at least in 16 states. But in 26 states, they are not safe until after 24 weeks. And in some states, including Oregon, they are not safe until they are born. Literally, there are no restrictions. I was perplexed when I read about the arrest in Ohio of Brittany Watts. She was being charged with abusing a corpse. Let me give you some background. Ms. Watts was bleeding, so she went to the hospital. She was pregnant, and it was found that her water had broken and some other complications made the completion of the pregnancy not viable. It was recommended that labor be induced. She waited around in the hospital for eight hours while the ethics panel deliberated on whether they could perform this procedure or not. You see, she was 21 weeks and five days pregnant. In Ohio, abortion is legal until the 22nd week. Brittany got frustrated with waiting and went home. Three days later, she miscarried naturally at home alone. She returned to the hospital, and when the nurse asked where the baby was, she found out it was still at her home. The nurse called the police, and Brittany was charged with abuse of a corpse. But if the hospital would have taken it three days earlier, it would have been bagged as medical waste and treated as garbage. Now, to define abuse of a corpse, the law reads that Ohio law penalizes treatment of a human corpse in a way that the person knows would outrage reasonable family sensibilities or community sensibilities. Well, I would pray that in this community, our sensibilities would be outraged by any termination of life. 
So what made the difference between medical waste or an abused corpse? Two days. A couple of arbitrarily chosen hours. In two days, Monday, it is the anniversary of the Roe versus Wade Supreme Court decision for a legal right to abortion in 1973. The church has designated it as a day of prayer for the legal protection of unborn children. That decision, Roe versus Wade, has been overturned, but little by little, more and more states are reinstating that abomination as a right. St. Paul tells the Corinthians that time is running out. And our work for a right to life did not end with the end of Roe versus Wade. We still have to make people see that at conception, life begins. There is no turning back after that. Any interference with that natural progression of life is not only outrageous to sensibilities, but it's murder. And the time to stop it is now, before time runs out for the unborn. Please remember to pray and act for the legal protection of unborn children. And that was today's homily highlight from Father Ralph Recker, pastor at St. Mary's Church in Mount Angel. Now, all of our locally produced shows, including The Morning Blend, is going to be made into a podcast. So you can go to Mater Day Radio and check on today's podcast and you can listen to it again. You'll also have access to all of our great lineup of shows. You can access those podcasts too. heading home today. Plug in your phone and download the Hail Mary Media app. You can play all of our great locally produced shows or listen live. Again, it is our Hail Mary Media app. You can find out the information at materdayradio.com. Support for Materday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Registrations for both CYO Track and Field and Camp Howard are now open. With Track and Field, youth can try new events, learn teamwork skills, improve their fitness, and reach new goals. We are also hiring track and field officials. Visit CYOCampHoward.org to learn more. At Camp Howard, we help cultivate children's social skill sets in a safe environment with trained staff, connecting with others in the beautiful, peaceful outdoors with a host of wonderful activities. These include swimming, archery, basketball, arts and crafts, hiking, campfires, and having fun with fellow campers. We are also hiring summer camp staff be transformed where everyone in our community is valued and celebrated for the person they are. And join us this summer. Register your children or grandchildren now at CYOCampHoward.org. 
thank you to all of our volunteers for your efforts to inspire our youth to become faith-filled leaders. May God richly bless you. Are you struggling with exhaustion or feel overwhelmed in your daily life? Healthy Living with Yvonne provides practical advice to help take care of body, mind, and soul through the Healthy Living Project, a 90-day wellness coaching experience that utilizes nutrition, exercise, and prayer. To learn more and schedule a discovery call, visit HealthyLivingWithYvonne.com. That's HealthyLivingWithYvonne, I-V-O-N-N-E.com. Mater Dei Radio is pleased to welcome Father Mike Schmitz to our broadcast family. Catechism in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is now available right here on Catholic Radio. Encounter God's plan of sheer goodness for us, revealed in Scripture and passed down through the tradition of the Catholic faith as we journey together toward our heavenly home. Tune in to Catechism in a Year every night at 11, right here on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 824 at Mater Day Radio, The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And, well, it's a little bit trashy around here, but <laughs> things are going to get cleaned up, I promise you. And uh, we'll tell you more about what's going on with those collections just ahead. Thank goodness this was not summertime because, boy, oh. that mess that would go along with that. Talk about a hot mess. Oh. <laughs> And as we come into 2024, it is an election year and the USCCB is warning we could see an uptick in violence, both from the left and the right on our churches in the United Mm. States. It's a big uh, uh, paper that just came out, a report, and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it and what some of their concerns are. You'll hear that story coming up after Sean Garrison and Open Road. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Sean Garrison on the open road. A little bit of fog on that road this morning, so be <laughs> careful out there. Also a little wet. It's 830. A first-of-its-kind report from the U.S. Bishops' Conference spotlights religious freedom concerns nationwide with a particular concern for attacks on houses of worship, as well as efforts by federal agencies to impose abortion and gender-related requirements. The 48-page report published last week also highlights the legislative threats to Catholic ministries that serve migrants and the suppression of religious speech, upholding marriage and sexual difference. That has become more commonplace in recent years. Bishop Kevin Rhodes of Fort Wayne, South Bend, who leads the USCCB Committee for Religious Liberty that compiled the report, said in a statement that Catholics have a vital role to play in defending religious freedom and promoting the common good. At the top of the report's list of the five largest threats to religious liberty this year, attacks on houses of worship. The report highlights the possibility of attacks on synagogues and mosques as the Israel-Hamas conflict continues, as well as attacks on Catholic facilities, both by left and right-wing extremists, which the report warns could continue or even become worse as the 2024 election gets closer. Journalists accredited to the Holy See Press Office met with Pope Francis in a private audience at the Vatican's Apostolic Palace yesterday. The Holy Father thanked the Vatican Press Corps for reporting on scandals in the church with delicacy in a media environment that he said often distorts religious views. Colm Flynn of EWTN News has more on this gathering. Pope Francis held a private audience with around 150 journalists who cover the Vatican. These reporters work for TV networks and radio stations and newspapers from all over the globe. Love humanity, learn humility. That's what Pope Francis told these journalists, myself included. The Pope emphasized the importance of truth and responsible reporting when covering the Vatican. And he warned against what he called the fragile sands of gossip and ideological interpretations. The papal audience took place in conjunction with tomorrow's feast of St. Francis de Sales, who is the patron saint of journalists. During the week of prayer for Christian unity, bishops from the Anglican and Roman Catholic traditions are gathering for Growing Together, a week-long summit of ecumenical discussion and pilgrimage to be held in Rome and Canterbury. The bishops will arrive in pairs, Anglican and Catholics representing various countries around the world. More than 50 bishops from 27 countries will participate. Now, as they visit sacred sites in Rome and Canterbury, the bishops will pray, reflect, and learn from each other. And the goal is to discuss ways to grow together in witness and mission in the world. A visit to St. Peter's Basilica is on the agenda for today and then again on Friday. Well, it's a little trashy, but it's going <laughs> to get cleaned up, I promise you. After a week of weather delays, trash collection companies are working to get the garbage out that's been piling up around Portland, according to city officials. Repeat delays caused by icy roads after Portland received multiple rounds of freezing rain last week.
Residents with unemptied bins are asked to leave their trash on the curb as the companies catch up on missed pickups this week. Otherwise, cans should be left out during their regular collection days. Garbage collection is the main priority for the city this week. Recycling will become the next priority once companies have recovered from the weather delays. And then compost pickup may be delayed until next week as the companies focus on the trash and recycling. But relief is on the way and uh, that will help my nose because... (laughs) All the neighbors had their garbage out this morning. I took the trash can out there, which was full of food that had gone bad. Well, all my neighbor's food had gone bad, too. It it was a, a symphony of of essence of okay. different scents. I I'll think that, that all of the dogs in your neighborhood don't oh. seem to mind the smell one bit at all. In Clark County, we had uh, no pickup last week either. So we have our trash bin, our recycle bin is overflowing, and then we have a second bin uh, of garbage that is starting to fill up. So ours went out to the curb today, too. It was our day for pickup. So I'll be glad to get it all done. Scott will be glad because even inside the kitchen, our interior garbage, he's like, why is this already full again? Ooh, okay. Many students of Portland Public Schools returned to the classroom Monday after missing four days last week due to bad weather. But students at five schools still unable to attend classes due to damage in the buildings. And two of the five schools will remain closed until mid-February. On Monday evening, Portland Public School announced the extended closure of the two Southwest Portland schools. Robert Gray Middle School and Markham Elementary in a letter sent to parents. The letter stated that unlike the other schools, busted pipes and flooding is consistent throughout the building and not isolated to one or two rooms. The district acknowledges that although there is no current complete plan for these repairs, they plan to keep parents and the community informed regarding their progress. Well, Brenda, the Academy Award nominations have just been released this morning. They are out. And, of course, leading the way is Oppenheimer. Christopher Nolan's blockbuster biopic came away with 13 nominations. It's a long movie, three and a a half hours almost long. Did you see Uh, it? I I have started to watch it. uh, Okay. But I've not not got... Got interrupted. I haven't seen it. I it, think that's one that I want to see. It didn't really see. draw me in. I, uh, but it, it certainly, Christopher Nolan did a great job. And, okay. and the acting is superb in it. I can see why it got 13 nominations. Okay. A couple people in our house did go see Oppenheimer, and they were not impressed. They, what? They, yeah. They, oh, they didn't. So. I loved that film. It was so good. All right. I'll go with Eric then. <laughs> so I think Eric, I think the critics are going with Eric too. So, yeah. And your favorite movie of the year. Yes. Barbie. Oh. Eight nominations. Is it really? Eight nominations. Okay. I've started that including, one. Including uh, Ryan Gosling getting nominated for Best Supporting Actor for the role of Ken. Now, why is Ken a supporting actor? I mean, of, of all the, the possible male characters in that movie, it seems like... Ken would be top of the list. Well, he's the supporting actor because it's always Barbie and Ken. That's, it's not just Ken. That's exactly, true. That's and it. What about uh, uh, Margot Robbie, who played Barbie? Did she get a nomination? I don't see that. <gasps> yeah, oh. I may be overlooking it. I just got this list. And, okay, and I think they're being announced. So we'll get a, we'll get a more complete list. 
And in sports, well, there's some changes going on there, too. The Chicago Bears are expected to hire former Seattle Seahawks offensive coordinator Shane Waldron, according to a report from the NFL Network. Waldron, the Seahawks offensive coordinator since 2021 and a former LaSalle high school star, wasn't likely to return to the Seahawks after only Joni Allen announced two weeks ago that Pete Carroll wouldn't be back as a head coach. Waldron will replace Luke Getze in Chicago, who was fired after two seasons. He was the architect of turning around the Seahawks offense that finished ninth in scoring and 13th in offense in 2022. Fell off a little bit in the past season, but he's also credited with helping revive quarterback Geno Smith's career. So we wish Shane Waldron all the best in the Winnie City. This morning on Alatea, Colin Murphy asks, when was the last time you had a crisis? If you're having a hard time remembering one, you might not be alone. Crisis, either spiritual, relational, or otherwise, are discouraged in our materialistic, comfort-crazed society because they force us to question the meaning of things, to imagine new possibilities for ourselves, to receive authentic love, and to finally take decisive action. In his recent book, Confessions of a Catholic Worker, Dr. Larry Chapp argues that each person must face a moment of existential crisis that imposes upon us a choice for or against God. Chapp says that this choice does not allow for neutral posture. Unfortunately, many of us are so insulated from crises moments that we never have to make that choice or subsequent choice about what living for God might mean in our lives. However, if we open ourselves to life's difficult situations, we can experience the freedom that comes from choosing to follow God's voice. Now, if you missed the beginning of the show, I shared with our listeners a God moment that happened Mm -hmm. yesterday. And I had been praying for my daughter and son-in-law who happened to have both of their vehicles broken down right now. And she was having, my daughter was having to get rides with coworkers just to get to and from work. One car was going to have to be put on the back burner. The other one was at the car repair shop and they had no idea if or when it was ever going to be repaired. I prayed. The group joined me in prayer for them yesterday. And literally, as soon as I went back up into my office, I got the report from my husband Not only was the car fixed, they were on their way to go pick it up. It was already done. And boy, we all had to rely on God because we just did not know what to do. And they're so far away, it's not like we could be there to help. So God moment. He's there all the time. We should not be surprised when he steps in to help us. Amen. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Saturday at Mount Angel Abbey, the Christian in the World Lecture Series begins at 9 a.m. The first of four lectures of this year explore the question, might a monk's spirituality have a broader reach, even being relevant for a Christian in the world? This lecture is presented by Brother Ambrose Stewart, Stewart, excuse me, and it will answer the question, what is monastic spirituality? For these and more great events, visit the community calendar. Well, we got a big roundup email going out today. A lot of good stuff in there. And we'll talk in with our uh, digital disciple, Sarah Kinsey. She joins us to talk about the roundup email after we check that sunny weather forecast. <laughs> Maybe sunny. Next, it's Day Radio. 
Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Five-year-old Miguel Garcia didn't understand his father's sickness, a sickness which was cancer. But he did know that his father was losing strength and had to go to the hospital frequently for special treatments. He also knew that his father was losing his hair due to that treatment and that this made him feel sad and strange and alone. One night, Miguel called his father into his bedroom. The five-year-old had cut off all his hair so his father wouldn't feel alone. He told his father, I did it because I love you. That story reminds us that there are no words with more healing power than words of love. The more we express our love in words and deeds, the better we become as human beings. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Mater Dei Radio is pleased to welcome Father Mike Schmitz to our broadcast family. Catechism in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is now available right here on Catholic Radio. Encounter God's plan of sheer goodness for us, revealed in Scripture and passed down through the tradition of the Catholic faith as we journey together toward our heavenly home. Tune in to Catechism in a Year every night at 11, right here on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 843 here at Mater Day Radio. High of 50 and a low of 43 today. Mild and wet to start the day, but there's sun in the forecast in the afternoon. We should dry out, see a little bit of sunshine, but after that, a strong weather front from the Pacific rolls in with more rain for Wednesday and onward. Oh, yeah, sunshine coming. <laughs> okay. So, of course, sunshine is coming. It's just a matter of when, right? I mean, today. Okay. Today. Well, Not my word. Okay. Currently, it's foggy and 47 degrees at Resurrection Catholic Church in Tualatin. And it is 47 degrees at St. Brigida Catholic Church here in Portland. So it is a Tuesday. That means Sarah Kenzie will be joining us for another Tech Tuesday. We missed Sarah last week because, well, we missed all of us last week. That weather <laughs> yes. kept us away. It was snowy it was icy it was kind of a mess up here on sylvan hill yet sister krista who we heard this morning she's dreaming about warm summer camp days at camp howard sarah kenzie is putting together an email that will be coming to your inbox this afternoon and on it well you're going to hear that highlighted interview from sister krista what i love about the programs there at camp howard is they 
uh, have a tried and true method that works well for summer camp, but that's just not good enough for Sister Krista and her team. They are always going to use that great model and then add to it. What new thing can we add that would make it even better? And it sounds like they've got some great things planned. Survival camp. Survival camp. I mean, that's fantastic. Good morning, Sarah. Have you ever been to survival camp or is it just living life in Portland kind of a survival for you? (laughs) I haven't been to survival camp, but uh, I really would like to. I'd like to, you know, learn about all those different plants you can and can't eat uh, and, you know, how to survive in the wilderness. I think that'd be great. So my son-in-law, who we were just talking about, he is studying and has actually gotten quite good at identifying mushrooms. Ooh. Yes, and so it's very important. You my family does be... uh, mushroom hunting. Do so, they? Yes. So you have to know which ones are okay. really, really well. So <laughs> I think survival camp. I uh, might not get too much into it, but knowing how to start a fire, uh, I wouldn't know how to do that. So maybe they'll be getting. Well, they'll learn a little bit about that in summer camp there. Uh, sister, have you ever been to Camp Howard in your I younger haven't. days? I haven't. Never. Actually. Eric, have you ever been to? Camp I've never been as a camper, but I was a camp counselor during the 2019 season. So, nice, nice. Yeah. And what is what did you love about Camp Howard? Uh it's 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 breathtakingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's you have such incredible views, and you wake up early in the morning to to rouse all the campers for breakfast and everything. And it's cold out, and you're you're high enough up so that you can see over the clouds, but you can still see some of the mountains. It's it's incredible just being out there in nature and kind of corralling all the all the guys as they're you know playing in the forest it's it's such a great time well sounds like a good time if you are interested in maybe attending a summer camp uh, for your kids i think there's even family camps that are Mm -hmm. available too definitely check out that interview it's a it's a great time sarah kenzie joining us today to talk about the highlight reel from mater day radio it's coming to your inbox this afternoon sarah you highlight an interview from the morning blend and then also one of our locally produced shows view from the pew is up this week tell us more that's right uh, this is a great episode as always uh with you and deacon scott um and i really love uh the focus of this uh of this episode uh you talk with our good friend dina marie hale um about ordinary time and then you and scott have a discussion about it and um also some of your experiences um you know um as as a deacon and and his wife and and just uh talking to um the the auxiliary bishop and and uh, him making time for you which i thought was really a beautiful story but anyway i i love the focus on just the ordinary time and just how this is a time for us to really grow and to order our lives and it's it's not boring um it's it's really a time where we can deepen our faith and i think at least for me this time of year it's always a little tough. It's like the holidays are over, mm-hmm. New Year's over. Didn't do so well with my resolutions. You might be feeling a little discouraged, uh, but you know, like I think we just we just gotta start where we're at and just do a little bit at a time and and see like okay, what what's one thing I can just start with um, in my life to improve either personally or in our faith or whatever it might be. Um, and I just really love this uh, discussion that you have of. Um, with with Dina Marie and then also with Scott of just you know finding God in the ordinary and sanctifying our daily work which again sometimes during the winter you know as fun as our job is sometimes it's like I just want to stay in bed 
bed or I want to go on vacation. Like, you know, it's everybody has, you know, those days where you're just you're doing the same thing over and over again. And sometimes you just need a reminder that God is in those everyday moments of your work. And um, and so I think this is a great reminder for uh, especially this point in January for all of us. Well, a good reminder. I was just looking at the calendar. So tomorrow, Wednesday, that marks exactly three weeks until Ash Wednesday. Three weeks, less just than a month. Less wow. than a wow. month to Ash Wednesday. On Valentine's so, Day. On Valentine's yeah. Day, yes. Yeah. So it'll be a real special day for you to spend time with your loved one by going to church and beginning <laughs> that Lenten sacrifice. It's for sure. You just like having the ashes on. It's giveaway day at church. So that's why I like to go for sure. We do talk about, though, in our show how uh, the Auxiliary Bishop of Seattle had a singular purpose to come to Vancouver. And we talk about in our show how we don't need to make our faith complicated. We don't have to take on everything. Have a singular purpose right. in what you want to do. And just do that. You don't have to take on all of the depths of our faith to try to grow in in holiness just pick out one thing and you know that might be a perfect time so with new year's resolutions i always find that they seem to be you know very personal and 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 you only have to answer to yourself and if you fall off well okay no big deal because i chose to do that but when you make a, a kind of set your goal during lent for me, I, I feel a, a, a heavier responsibility to follow through because I feel like that is a, an agreement that I've made to God, right? And to grow in holiness to him. Therefore, mm. you do kind of have a little bit more incentive, I think, when it comes to those Lenten practices that, that are, are better than just a New Year's resolution. So, Sarah, we also found this time of year, we have a lot of things going on in the calendar oh yeah as people are preparing for lent they're coming off the holidays and now they're ready to grow in faith and there's a lot of great things to do we were talking yesterday about and a, eat a yes. new book exactly <laughs> yes. because we talked about communicating communion and being in community and ah. that's the great thing about events is it's a great way to get together and be in community and eat crab eat crab <laughs> eat a little seafood there's some great events coming up yeah so uh really quick i just wanted to mention uh there's two different crab feeds coming up this weekend um i just went to the beach on saturday and so i'm in just like <laughs> the seafood mode i want to keep that going so um saint pius the 10th and ascension are both having um these great crab feeds uh saint pius also has chicken as well because it's a knights of columbus event of course but um these are both great events to really support your local community and you know, if you don't want to make uh, dinner plans uh, on Saturday, uh, just go to one of these parishes. There's one on each side of town, and uh, we'll include all the details in today's email. I have been. I can vouch for the St. Pius the 10th crab Ooh, feed. Because nice. you just pull up, and they bring it right out to you, to your car. Oh, and, that's great. Oh, my gosh. There was so much food. Amazing and delicious. Fantastic. Awesome. So don't know about Ascension. I'm sure it's just as good, but I, I can personally vouch for St. Pius the 10th. They know how to make crab. Okay. Yeah. 
So now we might be a little competition between who uh, has the uh, better crab feed. Maybe we should judge. We should, we should try <laughs> both out. I think we should do. Pat, like you that. go to one, I'll go to the other, and then we'll rate them. How's you, that? You know the crab is just a butter delivery system, right? Sure. That's <laughs> fine with me. That works, too. I'm not, I, I'm not arguing at all. Well, if you want to find out more information about great events that are going on, go to the community calendar at Mater Day Radio. And details about those great crab free crab feeds are going to be in the email today from Mater Day Radio. Be sure to open that up. Sarah, thanks so much for another great Tech Tuesday. Thank you. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and other listeners of Modern Day E-Radio as we pray an act of faith. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh my God, I firmly believe that you are one God in three divine persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I believe that your divine Son became man and died for our sins, and that he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe these and all the truths which the Holy Catholic Church teaches because you have revealed them who can neither deceive nor be deceived. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the Church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Dei Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat and last check of weather. The shower should end around 10 this morning and then cloudy this afternoon. I promise you, you will see some sunshine today. High up to 52. Then tonight, the rain is back. Low around 41. Rain tomorrow with a high near 50. Right now, it's 47 here in Stumptown. And closing out our show today, here is Blanca with Echo. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
That is Blanca with Echo. It is 8.59 right here at Mater Day Radio. Here comes the sun. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's coming. It's, out, it's actually out there. Whether or not we see it through the clouds, though, that remains to be seen. But yes, the sun rises. We will see it this afternoon. Okay. Eric, Eric and I are on the line for it, so okay. we'll, we'll deliver, I promise you. I'm going to believe you. Yeah, I hear the skepticism in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. Whether you see the sun or not, we hope you have a very blessed day. God bless you.